Hi everybody, my name is Colin Lake and this is the Great Lakes Gear Podcast. I want you to know that I'm always continually working on improving myself mentally and physically to stay strong, to stay sharp, and to become as resilient as possible. My hope is to talk to as many smart people as I can and use the knowledge from them to help drive the human race to a stronger, healthier, and happier one. This is a podcast to help people improve themselves with self-care through movement and strength. We will talk to smart and strong individuals that use the tools that we believe in, steel clubs, maces, and of course, kettlebells. I'm a Strong First Elite instructor and have trained clients for 10 years before switching careers. Now, as the owner of GreatLakesGear.com, I want to help educate and motivate people to become better versions of themselves, to utilize these tools like I do and many others do as well. This is a podcast to pick the brains of smart and knowledgeable individuals and help you become harder to kill. If you're listening to this and enjoy it, please give us a follow and a review on Apple. Enjoy the next podcast. My name is Colin Lake. I'm the owner of GreatLakesGear.com. We sell the best kettlebells, steel clubs, and maces. We also sell Indian clubs. And that brings us to our next guest. I met this man a couple of years ago at a flexible steel Indian clubs course. I'm ever glad I did. An absolutely fantastic course that goes thoroughly through five movements commonly used when using Indian clubs. I'm very excited to pick the very smart brain of James Needlinger. Welcome to the Great Lakes Gear podcast, James, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us and help educate and promote these great tools known as Indian clubs. So thank you for coming on the show today. Hoi hoi. Awesome. So uh, before we get into the movements, um, how did you discover Indian, like, okay, let's just take a step back. Uh, take this step back. What's an Indian club and what's it used for? Uh, Indian clubs are... It's the kind of catch-all term for something that looks roughly like this thing. Uh, Typically shaped either like that or like, hey, there's one. Uh, The original shapes, I guess, were taken for this style of club from this kind of bottle, like a a wine bottle or a Perrier bottle. Uh, I think it was supposed to be the Perrier bottle that was the inspiration for the shape, but that had a whole... uh, bit around it where it was that was mostly done for like space requirements and shipping the actual indian club indian like india south asia would look more like this this is actually more of the uh, persian style meal i don't know if i'm going to get copyright stricken by that one dude who's really into persia (laughs) wink wink nudge nudge anyway uh what a tool Sorry. So it's just a club, right? Uh, the jury, the jury, usually a little bit taller, uh, Kalakatai, whatever you want to call them. It's a club, right? Sorry. Uh, can I, can I get you back on that Persia guy? What's up with that guy? I, it just, there was a whole thing where somebody tried to copyright or trademark some terms. How can you trademark like Persia? Well, it was like a, I, I, I kind of understood his, his point, which was this like protecting cultural heritage. Totally get it. Super get it. Like you, Champagne is from the Champagne region of France. That's what makes it Champagne. Other than that, it's sparkling freaking wine, right? So like, I get it. You can't call it a Cuban cigar if it's from like La Jolla, right? It's not, it's not a Cuban cigar. 
it's a Cuban inspired cigar, maybe. That's <laughs> cool. But so I, I get I like I understood his point. But he was not very and this is from me, diplomatic about it. <laughs> right. I have been throughout my life known as being rude, abrasive, hard to deal with, you know, these are terms that people throw around wildly and they are correct. Uh, <laughs> like, I can be kind of hard to, to manage. I quite enjoy your uh, demeanor and uh, how you go about things, James. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> like, but anyway, so it, it just became a thing where it was a barrier all of a sudden to actually learning from it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering where, where did this come from. I, I remember you talking about this like a while ago uh, when I met. Everybody was excited. We were all like, "Dude, we're stoked!" Here's a guy from there who seems to know a lot about it. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, who's not? Oh, well, all right. Well, I guess not. You know, yeah. kind of like, well, fuck, man, that sucks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, good uh, book, I think. Yeah. Uh, whatever. What was his name? You know, remember? I don't even remember. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair enough, dude. We were yeah. joking about this last night that, like, at no point should you behave in a way that people dunk on you years after you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, there shouldn't be, like, anniversary hate for you when you die. Who are you talking about? Who has anniversary hate? Oh, there's so many people. Like, oh, that's, yeah, I guess, yeah. But there's, right. a, there's, there's so a particular, people, yeah. like, there's a thread that pops up once a year on Twitter, which is like a garbage fire, but it's somewhat easier to manage than Facebook. Uh, but it's about Rush Limbaugh's like, you know, congratulations on whatever many days of, you know, not being a douchebag or something along those lines. But like, just what kind of a terrible human being do you have to be that years after you're dead, people are still giving you a hard time? Yeah, it has to be something something uh, in a different kind of category, that's for sure. Yeah, it's not like good-natured either. It's it's vitriol. Like, <laughs> they do not like that person. <laughs> well, I uh, I hope I anyway. never uh, never have that uh, upon me. I'm 100% sure I have done that to people. I'm sure there's people <laughs> out there who are like, that dude, if I see him again? Oh, yeah, man. It's... It's we're gonna have words. <laughs> I think I, I think I've probably done that, but I don't know about after I, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, right. Or, That's the thing. Yeah, it, it's yeah. After they die, they after you die, they it might uh, kind of just go away. So like, uh, it's a club, right? It's a giant piece of. It's a heavy thing on a stick. Uh, why are circular strength training tools so beneficial? So, I think of the light. And this, this goes back to heavy versus light, right? So we've got, these are seven kilos that stronger grip mace is like, I, Ryan Pitts would know. I don't know. He made the thing. It's like eight kilos, I want to say. And it's obviously longer. I don't know if you can see it in the corner. It's a here. nice looking mace. Very nice. It's I've, I've cool. heard right? him They're, before oh, and dude. he makes some really great stuff. Yeah. 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 Ryan Pitts, super amazing gear. Like I know you're a gear company, but. Uh, he handcrafts this stuff and it's brilliant, right? It's loadable. It's like, that looks awesome. I, I, I can really appreciate that. That's a uh, fantastic looking mace and I uh, have a lot of respect for that guy. Cause that looks like a sharp looking mace right there. Yeah. Like he's just posted something with some two pound loadable clubs. So he's got two pound clubs that you can load up like that. Uh, and he's swinging them around and, and just, he is an athlete as well. He's a grip athlete, right? Uh, he's a manufacturer. He's an all-around nice guy. 
Like I've met him a couple of times. He's always been super, super cool dude. His son is involved in his gig now, I think as both an athlete and maybe in the manufacturing end. So like there's a component there. Uh, he's out of Iowa, I want to, I think he's still in Iowa. But any, anyway, it's a heavy thing on a stick, right? Or I've got my Gata that I made in Hong Kong. These things are, it's a water bottle that I filled with concrete and shoved a piece of bamboo into, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and just the, like a gallon jug of water, right? And then you just fill that with concrete and put a stick in it. You've got a Gata made, does, whatever. Does that feel kind of different with the bamboo than like the more rigid oh, totally. shaft? Yeah. And it, and it presents some unique challenges, like when your bamboo splits, <laughs> right? Or do you use rattan? Some people use rattan. That also presents challenges because it like swells and changes with humidity. And what is it, that? Rattan is like uh, this is rattan. It, it's what you typically make furniture out of. It's a piece of grass, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like a palm tree when you when you bust it open. You know what I mean? The fiber. Yeah. It's like that. So all of these things feel different. So when you say clubs, it's hard to narrow down. Yeah, for sure. What's consistent now as the Indian club is actually more along the lines of a military style training tool used mostly in Europe. It's like that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There you go, right? And those are the classic polymers, right? Are those the ones from the dude in Taiwan? uh probably uh strength boutique i don't know i got these from uh from a gentleman uh in in markham actually that uh, has helped me out get some of these indian clubs i'm not sure but pr- i would think so yeah there's like because there's like two people right <laughs> there yeah. used to be dick at armax in iowa who was ed thomas's brother and he was doing extrusion and making clubs for people and that's where those black polymer clubs for dragon door originally came from Mm-hmm. And then someone in Taiwan started making them. Yeah, I think I ordered <laughs> some. Uh, older, but, I ordered uh, some a few years ago uh, that were, uh, I think they were wood, wood with plastic coating on them. I think from on it. Um, but oh, uh, interesting. Wood yeah, with plastic coating. Yeah, like that's that's what they're supposed to be. Now I haven't cut one open to check it out, but uh, I don't think I will. Yeah, like a. <laughs> Like, so they didn't mark up or, or dead? Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, cool. it is cool. I, I've kind of forgot about that just until we were talking about clubs here. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? The first ones that I bought were actually, I, I believe, I'm going to I'll check that later and, and uh, update it or in the notes. A lot of them, a lot of the older ones uh, you'd get would be shellac, right? Uh, and shellac isn't like super used everywhere anymore, but it's, it's this like really hard coating. That gotcha. you used to see on uh, furniture and it's like a varnish airplanes. Yeah, kind of. It's it's made of beetle shells. Uh, so it interesting. That's yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> beetle shells. Uh, yeah, so that sounds like it could actually make a, an interesting coating. It super does. Uh, Where do you get but, that many beetles to like get all the beetles? Oh, I mean, they're pretty easy to make. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Eat them and let them go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess so. Put them in a tank and just like get a whole bunch of beetles to make stuff for coating. We're gonna be eating beetles soon enough, man. Mm, yeah, bug. <laughs> yummy. Anyway, so like, depending this on the world size is of going the crazy. Uh, you know what you're looking at, but what's typically talked about now is an Indian club is this that shape, the wine bottle or the bowling pin style, 
And it's like a cross between calisthenics and juggling, right? Uh, and even the stuff that I teach, the, the Flexible Steel Indian Club course, it is, the majority of it is military style club swinging. How to do it in a group setting so that you can get a bunch of people in a small space warmed up exercising staying mobile but not fatigued or broken because they have a job to do and it's not swing clubs you know mm -hmm. it, like I don't know your job is but my job is to goof around and watch people do push-ups and like try not to hurt myself or others watching them get strong and stay strong it's like the right you know tell me about your job in a bad way that's my job in a bad way i watch people do push-ups and drink coffee <laughs> hey man, I was a trainer for 10 years. I, I, uh, I, I, I thought I was going to be a career trainer. I do have one client now that I work, I actually do a training session with and very much enjoy it. I did very, I do enjoy training and did enjoy training, but, uh, yeah, the online business has taken over. Um, but the passion for helping people, uh, get strong and improve themselves is still there. And I can do that in a different way with this podcast and talking to awesome individuals like yourself and helping people uh, get educated more on the tools that I really have found extremely useful uh, in, in my quest for strength and resiliency. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, man. I know over the pandemic you've had like, there were some supply chain issues, but you were one of the few people I think that had stuff available when started. Stuff hey, I I, I don't think it was ever like a, a supply chain issue. I think it was more of a cash flow management issue. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, just not uh, having a business, uh, running a business before really. And then just dealing with millions of dollars and just being kind of putting it all into purchase orders and not putting money aside for, you know, like shipping like 50 containers and all that. Stuff. Sure. So, well, yeah. I mean, dude, the shipping thing, I don't know if you got tagged with that, but they bumped our our price from like dude don't reasonable to maybe that's a little weird <laughs> it's, it's 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 criminal man um <laughs> i'm i'm chatting with uh chatting with a guy tomorrow uh to hopefully look at a government grant to start a manufacturing company so um, there you go yeah that, uh, honestly that is one of the weird things that i think maybe of like a positive is that a lot of areas have kind of pulled off the band-aid and realized that you know maybe some central centralized support structure might not be the worst thing in the world and to have industry available to produce things might not be the worst thing in the world as well right yeah so i'm gonna i, I think that it'd be fantastic uh to be able to design and, and produce products here in canada so we're gonna it's it's just in its infancy right now uh obviously if you can do that dude that's awesome that's I mean, gonna be, it's gonna be a huge like uh, we're looking at a, a massive grant that we're trying to get but it's all if we can get the grant money uh so if i can't get the grant money it's not gonna fly but if we get grant money let's let's give it a go um but, yeah that's so yeah the sorry plan. didn't mean to sidetrack uh, no sorry i i totally didn't even mean to go into that but we were just talking about manufacturing and shipping and all that stuff and kind of spilled the beans there i'm not sure if i'll cut this out of the podcast or not but we may may leave it in there or uh or not i'm not exactly sure but um uh, in clubs um why did you pursue them like well how did you kind of fall in love with them and why do you still use them today so 
one of my mates, uh, Spencer Bradford, still like actively training people, super sharp guy, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think he's, he's living in St. Paul. I don't know what Jimmy's working out of now or what he's doing, but, uh, he showed up with a tape of Ed Thomas swinging clubs. And, uh, at the time, like I was involved with martial arts training through the Minnesota Collie group. And we do, you know, tons and tons of stick work. So we're swinging rattan, again, rattan, right? Uh, these things, the collie sticks, and we're swinging around and hitting things and going crazy and beating each other with them. And there's all these patterns you have to make. Uh, so we saw the Indian clubs and then kind of made a little bit of sense. We were also kind of playing around the edges of physical culture. What was available at the time was mostly through sandalplus.uk. I don't know if you remember that website where you could go and look at uh, PDFs like page by page of old manuals. <laughs> but it was like click button, turn page, click button, turn that's page. Neat. It's super cool. Yeah, and, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like at the time, it's what was available. You know, we're t I'm talking about it like it was the back in my day. We got our internet in the mail, you know, it's <laughs> just, it was kind of like that is fucking whatever. But now you can go to archive.org and just download the whole PDF of that book. Right. And it's free. So that's cool. And you don't have to like wade through the thing to find the page you want. You can just download the whole book and then goof around with it later. Like that archive that I keep for the, the instructors, that's all pulled from public resources like archive.org, like the Google Books Project. Uh, and all that public information was out there, but like you look at a book and it's hard to figure out what's going on. So we had this tape from Ed Thomas and then there was a, a video on YouTube of uh, Carl Gotch. I don't know if you ever heard of Frank and Carl Gotch, the Gotch brothers. No, I have not. Uh, super, super influential in the wrestling world. So crazy influential in the wrestling world. And there's this, this YouTube video of uh, one of the Gotch brothers training Japanese wrestlers in the 80s in like his driveway. So he's out there in his, you know, Speedo tighties and he's got a mace and he's got some clubs and he's got a Sheena and he's making them do, you know, just basic calisthenics and ring exercises, muscle ups, stuff like that. And swinging clubs, both light and heavy the bigger Persian style ones, as well as the, uh, the lighter clubs, right? So put all this stuff together and I'm a martial artist. I'm looking at being a personal trainer maybe uh, at the time. So also trying to rehab myself. I'd been in a car accident, hurt my neck. Uh, that's how I got into the, the Kali group. I wanted a gym to rehab at. So I just joined the Kali group instead of joining like Golds or something. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I figured they'd give me some rehab stuff, but then I'd, after that would be done, I'd have to do something else, right? So go work out. It's like 20 something male. I want to learn to fight, obviously, because I got a big mouth. Don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> learn communication skills, learn to fight. That's a much better idea. No, <laughs> learn communication skills, also learn to fight. Uh, 
That's very good advice right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when the one doesn't super pan out, right? Um, <laughs> it's definitely good to have the communication for sure and then have it's that as not, a backup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I had learned that at a younger age. I'm still, I think, I'm still, I'm still working on it, man. Still working. You on and it. me both. You yeah. and me both. <laughs> so, like, we we just we were goofing around with this stuff, and it it was fun, right? Uh, between the kettlebells and like a little bit of powerlifting and some martial arts, uh, I was in pretty good shape, and it was easy to get other people doing it because it's fun. It's fun to goof around with them. If you can make it fun, it's fun, right? If it's all like death grip and shit based, then you know maybe not. For sure, and I think like before you have the fun, you like you got to get those kind of fundamentals down and then have some fun, right? I don't think you do. No, you <laughs> don't. You're like no, you're, you calling you're calling my bullshit. You're calling my bullshit. Here's the thing: Are you a coach? Yes, you need the fundamentals. Are you not a coach? You don't fucking no. Who cares? Do what you can, right? Yep. You don't have, hurt yourself. Like what I it said that be dangerous or stupid. When like, I said that, I'm like, I'm. That was just, yeah. You told no, me. No, no, I understand. Fun. I yeah. totally understand what you mean, and that's a mindset that. Just before we got on, I was I just for fun clicked on a video I saw on YouTube that was about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and old school versus new school mindset, and the guy's like, one, this this point, two, this point, three, this point. The first point he made was stealing other people's students. Like there's other people, you can't have them all. Don't try to steal other people's students. It's easier to like build other people up honestly than it is to chop them down. And this is again, coming from me because there are people that I will legit like leg sweep if I see them in public, if they don't see me, I will trip them. Like I will make it my day to make their life hard. So I will be vindictive, but I also think that it's like, it's much more fun to watch other people do good, right? I hate fail videos. I don't like watching them. I like watching people succeed. And the people that I get upset with are people that actively stop other people from succeeding. Like telling them they're broken so they can't train. They can't do the thing they love to do instead of figuring out how to, again, communicate to that person so that they understand they're not broken, they're fine. They're good humans. They're doing great. <laughs> like They're doing the best they can with the tools they have at hand. And they're trying to get better, and that's why they went to a professional, a coach, to figure out how that works. And if that coach then starts breaking them down, like some kind of a weird like date gone wrong, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, are I you going to net it? And I've been guilty uh, of that as a young trainer, uh, probably went to a course and came back and, and, uh, you heard me complain about it probably yeah. a little bit too much. I bet for everybody's ears was yeah. like, Hey, don't be these people. Right. Be yeah. good coaches. No, it's true. <laughs> that, that's a very good point. And, uh, like it, it's probably comes in all, uh, different, uh, types of like, uh, medical professionals. Like, uh, it's not just the coaches, right? Uh, not, not so much in the medical profession. There is some miscommunication and some like, there's some rough edges there around like body image and body composition. Like if, if I come to you and I say, I have a sore throat doc and he's like, you need to lose 50 pounds. 
<laughs> yeah, like I have yeah. goldfish. What? Let's talk about other shit that doesn't matter. I have a sore throat, right? Yeah. So, like, if that's your thing, then then that's a problem. There are issues like that, right? I was but, more referring to like a physio, like saying, "Well, there." I don't want to be like medical professionals have have their like they're, obviously they're a medical professional and uh, they've been educated. Yeah. And all that stuff, right? <laughs> but I, have, like, is, I know, I, I know, we're gonna clash here a bit because, uh, and which is not like, yeah, maybe not. I mean, it depends on the context, right? No, I just got told one time, like by physio, never to let my knee come in, and like I didn't appreciate that, and I can understand what you're saying because I had an MCL tear, but sure. uh, I am very a realistic uh, expectation. Yes, exactly. So like that's that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Like when, when it can happen from a medical professional. Um obviously I'm not saying like don't listen to your medical professional. Obviously listen to your medical professional. No, 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 no. I, like I said, contextually it makes sense, right? That's not a realistic it's not a real, real realistic expectation to never have my knee travel medially. Like that's <laughs> my knee is going to do that. It's some, I'm going to turn this way and be like, "Oh, oh I broke yeah. the rule, right?" Okay. But maybe not do that under heavy load, right? Right. Or right. not do that. So like your sprinting days might have to take a break for a while. Right. And th I think some of the frustration speaking to that specifically, because this goes kind of towards the, the thing of like, do you need to be a master of the basics before you get to practice the fun? Right. Uh, if in a certain context, yes, Absolutely. You should, if you're a coach, you should know what you're doing before you walk into a place and go, Hey, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to take your money to teach you how to do it safely in a way that gets you towards your goals, right? Loose. And if the idea is like, I have 15 minutes to talk to you and I have to get into your head that like running up and down the stairs is an out for you for at least six minutes, six months. We're going to say six months because you're going to have to do the actual healing time and then some like light rehabilitation and then some actual rehabilitation. And then you've got sensory motor rehabilitation and then you've got skill acquisition and it's a long fucking road, right? So <laughs> spent a year working on my right knee because somebody reaped it a little bit too fast going through a reverse deal, like anyway just turned my foot in a direction while my knee was bent that made the joint go hey not so much and then for a year i worked on mobility sensory rehab building strength again recovering like the confidence to actually move because i don't know if you've seen hong kong the geography it looks kind of like that it's pretty it's like Maybe not that drastic an angle, but it's a pretty, it's a steep hill, right? So there's a lot of stairs every day. It's like they, <laughs> and <laughs> you have to go up some stairs, man. It's just the life. I didn't know that. It's a shitload oh of stairs. You're looking at it with a knee injury. You're like, ah. Oh, man. It's 300 <laughs> what? <laughs> 300 meters of stairs. St wait, wait, stairs. Shit. 300 meters of stairs. That's up. That's uphill. Okay, cool. You do it. <laughs> so you're like hitting at it at angles and like it takes you an hour. Anyway, I get it. 
if I got 15 minutes, I'm going to be like, dude, don't do this with your knee for like, until I see you again, at least. Were you talking about hitting angles, like rotating your legs as you're going up the stairs or no? Well, I mean, what are you going to do to, to compensate? Are you going to like not walk or are you going to kick your leg up? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I just wanted it. for the view, for everybody listening, right? I was just trying to verify so that. Now, yeah, yeah. That shit, I just went, I'm not really medial, but. Like, it's an unrealistic expectation, but I understand what's going on, right? I want you to limit your activities. Yeah, maybe not go on a long hike, right? Maybe take a short hike to the bathroom. No, I mean, when you do that shit, like, you're you're hiking at your hip instead of flexing at your knee. Like I, That goes all, that goes into whole other things, right? But it's like, like I said, I'm going to compensate. I'm going to get my day done. It's like a peg leg. I don't care. Yeah, no one cares. No, people do what they do to get through their day. So regardless of what the physio tells them, and this is why I understand their frustration, they're going to tell you something and odds are high that you're going to be like, bullshit. Not going to happen. Sorry. Not a reality of my day. I don't know what's it with me. (laughs) Honestly, like I'm, I'm freak and I like heal like stupidly fast. Like I, I just, I don't know. It is. It, it's it's crazy. Like I'll do have, it up, man. It's, no, it's, I know your shoulders have had some like no. I've challenges. had some very very serious injuries on on my knees and on my ankles. And yeah, like, you were a motocross athlete. You were fucking yeah. yeah? So, soccer. No, no motocross. All soccer. I uh, did a lot of soccer. Um, no motocross. I did. I've, I have wrote, ridden a motorcycle a few times, but uh, no motocross. But uh, yeah, I don't know what what it's with. It's kind of almost like a mindset though. Like whenever I get injured, I'm like, ah, it's not going to stop my day. And I just do whatever I'm, I have to do. And then when I can lo- put load on it and it feels okay, I do it. Like if it hurts too much, I don't do it. Like it's very, very simple, simple the way I work around my injuries. If it's hurting sure. too much to do it, then I don't do it. If it hurts a little bit and I can tolerate it, then I do it. Does it get better after I continue to do that with a little bit of pain? Yes. Okay. No. Like I just, I, I make sure that I, I feel like I'm not going to be doing myself any harm, but I, if you ask anybody that uh, has been around me in my life, like it's kind of ridiculous how fast I heal. Um, but, uh, that's awesome. Right. And not, I'm the same way. Like if I get, I get something janky, I'll start. I, I, I have a, a back recurring spine thing that happens. So I get a spasm all locks up. I can't move very well. And I've been dealing with it for so long that I know the process, right? (laughs) Like I know how this works. There's no point going to see somebody about it. It's like, it's going to take about three days. I'm going to need to do like some rest, some massage, some stretches. I need to do some like really passive mobility and like be super cool and not stress this out. NSAIDs, rest, massage, mobility, stretches, right? Cool. If I don't do that, then I stay broken. If I do that, I get better faster. Right. If I have to deal with clients, maybe I have to, like you said, get through my day. But like back to the, the, the point, as a physical therapist, as a medical professional, somebody looking at a client, right, in a medical setting, they have a first duty not to hurt them. <laughs> they have an ethical responsibility. And then Absolutely. they have like a standard of care that they have to follow. So they have to give specific standards to that point right right they have to meet those standards 
and they have to do it in a way that is consistent with all of these other things that allows them to put a code on a sheet to get paid for it because they need to pay mom and dad and the bills and all that stuff, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, for sure. I get that. <laughs> and I, uh... and should it, sorry, not to, but I, like, I, I'm not, and I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to make you feel bad. I totally get oh. your point. I have been injured. I have been kicked off the injury rolls because insurance is done. We're done with you. Like you're, you're healed. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm obviously not healed. Right. <laughs> I'm so not healed. <laughs> That's me. Like my, I got hit by a car when I was uh, like 19 or 21, somewhere in between the ages of 19, 21. Um, and uh, I, I, my shoulder went into my shoulder and my head went into a, a windscreen and I, smashed into it and landed behind the car. Anyway, I had like 30, 25 or 35 stitches up my shoulder. Anyway, they're just like, yeah, it's all good to go. And, and no, no, it's, no, it's not. It's just it's a as scar. Good as it's getting with our technology is what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just like, it's a scar. It looks cool. I signed a loss, like I signed a lawsuit thing, got like 40 grand, but like, it wasn't just a scar. It was actually a $40,000 man, not the million dollar man. Right? Yeah. Right. 40 grand. Yeah. I'll put that on the function of my shoulder. Like if I don't, if I didn't know the anatomy and stuff that I know and the functionality of the body and that, and the correctives and all the strength training stuff and mobility stuff and putting it all together, like my shoulder probably would be yeah, in a hell of a lot of worse position right now. Like probably frozen shoulder all day. Like can't move my shoulder. Like it's some serious shit on my shoulder. So um, this is a point, like this is a, this is a major point with what I'm saying. The physio, the medical professional, they have a role. And then if you follow their advice, you get through that program, right? We'll call that the on-ramp to get in the gym. <laughs> did, right. you, did you have an on-ramp program as a trainer? Did you have an on-ramp program? No, I didn't. Like from have an physios? You got to do it. Everybody does it. I don't care who you are yeah. or how good you are or where you came from. You have to do my on-ramp. Gotcha. Because I want to watch you do stuff to see how you do it. And I want to talk to you. And I want to figure out if we actually like each other. Because if you don't like me, don't be in a room with me. Right? Right? Don't advice. pay money to be here. Yeah, don't. <laughs> That's the worst, though, when you're, like, the starter trainer and, like, you don't have the option to pick your clients. Oh, my God. That's the worst, man. I, yeah, I've you look up there. and it's, like a mix of like 12 year olds and 70 year old women that are just like hating on you <laughs> just like, oh dude what did i walk into <laughs> what's yeah. going on right now it's i have no hard. idea how to do any of this this is but not man, my target demographic not even want to work with yeah oh, it's man. like a weird mix or you know i've dude i've 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 walked into like rec centers where you're doing a presentation you know and you look around and you're like, oh, this is a mixed crowd. Okay. Yeah. There's four kids, like three septuagenarians of mixed like sex. And just, this is going to be crazy. All right. What gear do we have? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. You just turn it on, right? Go on the show. Yep. Well, that's if it. you're a professional, you know what to do. You have standards of care, you have practices, you have routines that you follow that are consistent and pay off and give results on the regular to the majority of people the majority of time. And then every once in a while, you reach into your bag of tricks, right? You're Felix the cat and you come out with the tool you need or your underdog or 
what was it? No, it wasn't underdog. What was the dog that would like undercover squirrel that was like flashing everybody? But uh, like, you know, remember undercover squirrel? I have no idea what you're talking about. You said oh, dude, there right was now. a cartoon when I was a kid. Undercover squirrel would like roll up and bust his trench coat out and like reach in and grab something. But like, imagine you saw that from behind. Like, yeah, <laughs> I you know, you undercover saying. squirrel just undercovered himself. Uh, yeah, he's like selling some watches, but you think he's just like flashing something. Ah, right. <laughs> hey, you want some of these watches? Yeah. Well, like that's the that's what every trainer wants to be now is they all want to be the guy who reaches into the bag of tricks and pulls out the magic trick. The magic right. trick is show up, do the thing, go home. Yeah. There are magic tricks. I showed some. I have magic tricks. We all do, man. We all do. Well, have our go tos. You want to touch your toes, man? I got a trick for that. Mm-hmm. You want to, what do you want to do? You want to get stronger, faster, lose weight? What do you want? Bag, bag of trip, bag of tricks. There's something. Yeah. Uh, there's how always a tool for the job. How fast do you want to do it? And then how much money do you have? Right. What kind of time and resources do you have available? Yep. With t- speaking oh. about minimum effective dose and time that you have, uh, just going into light clubs versus heavy clubs, like what's, uh, is there a, like with joint flossing can you just explain uh quickly what joint flossing or sorry nerve flossing is not joint flossing, so, nerve, nerve flossing so this is kind of where i was going anyway. uh like looking at the tool right is this the tool for you uh, nerve flossing loosely uh nerve mobilizations are moving the literally moving the nerves around inside the structure right so if i put my arm in a specific position and move stuff around you can kind of slide or glide or tension. Uh, if you want really good resources on it, uh, neurodynamic techniques from, er, I think it's Adrian Lowe, David Butler, David Butler. Uh, David Butler, neurodynamic techniques. Uh, super, super good examples and like ideas on how to make that happen. But it's just moving the, the, the nervous system structure, right? You have your, nerves and then you have vascular and arteries and tendons and ligaments and all that stuff and it's all supposed to move around in a certain way and if there are clear paths for the nerves to move through then they're they're getting good information to and from the brain they're getting good nutrition and they are delivering waste out efficiently so uh not nerves but you know what i mean like the the system yeah yeah yeah. and then when uh you're using lighter clubs. Like my thought process is behind the nerve flossing that, uh, for certain nerves, uh, and well, for them to be able to glide and uh, slide and glide and get that nerve flossing, like you have to be able to do, um, light weight because when you involve heavier weights, uh, certain muscular patterns are going to start activating and required to hold that weight. And it'll kind of restrict the movement of the nerve. Is that, that's my thought. I'm kind of thinking about it. Like, is that. So I there are, I think there are instances where the structure will kind of restrict the ability of a, I'm, I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. So caveat, I'm torn. Me too. Uh, I think about, I think about people like uh, super, old school been at it a long time power lifters who like can't turn their head without getting dizzy anymore. Right. Cause they've, they've built everything up so much that it's just restricted. 
now and like you got a very narrow range of movement right i don't think that's necessarily a thing with the the nerve ideas there you look more at like scar tissue or structural changes right um do the the bones have enough space be between them at the joints you know stuff but, like that so like carpal tunnel syndrome let me put it in a more right? simple sorry go ahead carpal tunnel yeah, so carpal tunnel syndrome that would be a nerve entrapment that's the nerve gets trapped in the carpal tunnel right and that causes a lack of information to and from lack of nutrition and then you get bad right we'll just shorten that up uh so without structural change or scars i think there's not as much issue with that under tension, but we always get good at exactly what we do to borrow from Dr. Cobb, right? To quote Eric Cobb, we always get good at exactly what we do. So there is maybe something to excess tension in some movements being a negative. If I'm picking up one pound, I don't necessarily need to generate the same amount of tension as if I'm picking up 300 pounds. I still need to generate some tension to create stability to allow me to pick it up, even if it's one pound, but I don't need as much, right? And it should be reflexive. I'm not broken, so it should work, right? Right. With so light clubs, right? Uh, I'm trying not to sidetrack too much. We went off in this medical jargon thing, and I, I, it's just kind of a hot point for me because there's a uh, – tendency in our industry for trainers to treat their clients as though they're broken, use that as a model to retain them and, and keep training them, and then fix them with their particular brand, whatever that is. Yeah, and no, I don't I know that that's necessarily you. useful. Um, no, I, 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 I get that. <laughs> I'm anti. Um, I, I'm also anti-science. Anti I was so, probably, <laughs> you're, you're into science. I am super into science. Like I'm a big person for science. Like show me the data and then show like, let's data. talk about it. For sure. <laughs> no, I, I get that. And I've been, I've been, uh, I've fall, fallen into that trap, uh, as a trainer. And I've talked about that before of, um, there's one point I had just recently come off, um, a neurokinetic therapy course. And I did a whole bunch of their levels and I came off that and I, uh, <clears throat> was treating all my clients uh like they're broken and uh just testing neuromuscular awesome toolkit yeah that you want to bust out and throw at them right awesome. yes yeah so and like it's exciting you saw cool stuff yeah muscle i did but, but thing, muscle stronger. awesome don't steal that cool. from the client though um, and, and don't steal what they're, what they're paying for and, uh, and just completely take everything that you just learned and just change all their programs and, and start doing what you want to do. Um, my, my personal thing that I failed at was not being able to communicate to them in an effective way. Why what I was doing was good for them, in my right. opinion. And a lot of it came down to, and this is, this is a weird one for me because I prefer to educate my clients so that they do not need me anymore. That's fantastic. I'll teach uh, you to be you. And then I'm like, yeah, if you do need me, you need me because you want to do cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to do really awesome. cool stuff, right? That's a really good thing. Cool Instead of just like having the mentality of like, Oh, I want a lifetime client. So I don't have to work and I don't have to help other people and I don't have to put energy into it. Like that's, oh, that's I a want a lifetime client. 
I, dude, I'm lazy as shit. Lifetime clients are good. They are I'm good. I'm lazy. Dude, I'm super lazy. But I also, I want you to just get past the basics. So again, earlier, right? Do you need the, no, you don't need to master anything, but you do need to do something. And the thing you need to do should be consistent with your goals and, and like outcomes that you're looking for. I want to lose fat. I want to gain muscle. I want to be faster. I want to whatever, right? Add 50 pounds to my single leg something, or I want to do a one-arm push-up, or like I want to run a marathon, or I want to make it up that flight of stairs so I can get in my apartment. <laughs> I got to climb ladder street every day, man. That's where the market is. So here we go. <laughs> look up ladder street real quick. Look up ladder street Liar? in Hong Kong ladder L A D D E R ladder street. <laughs> Just for context. And I want you to understand there are like a million aunties and uncles going up and down that thing every day that are, that's 300% awesome. tougher than I am. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's That's just, just, just the stairs. It's just, it's just a whole Can bunch of stairs. That, right? Mask on, just go. Bam, up that hill. How long is that? Uh, I think it was 291 meters elevation change in, I want to say, half a kilometer. Yeah, that's a serious amount of stairs. It looks uh, at some point I want to go go and check it out. It looks kind of cool. No, it was a three. It was a two hundred ninety-one foot elevation change in okay. half a kilometer. It was that's just, a hell of a lot it's of stairs. Still a brutal hill. You hit Manmo Temple on the way up. You hit Lascar Street, the cat cat uh, cat street market, uh, upper Lascar Row. Good stuff. Anyway, some good coffee on the right hand side. There's actually a good place to get your hair cut too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Check it out there. Like, if you want that person to get to the cool stuff, they need to do some other stuff. I have an on-ramp that gets you there. Cool. Um, it also lets me, like, test a couple of other things, mostly, like, like I said, do we like each other, and are we going to be a good fit as a, a training couple, right? Because it is a relationship, and I'm going to try to build a relationship with this person, and I want it to be positive, even after they leave me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I have ex-girlfriends that fucking hate me with the passion of a thousand white hot suns. Right? Like <laughs> that guy sucks. <laughs> and but also like I'm I'm actually on pretty good terms with a lot of people that I've had past relationships with, and that's cool. I like that. I like that about my clients too. That I can contact them and be like. Hey, how you doing? And they're like, I'm still doing the thing that you taught me, and it's amazing. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's me right here. I appreciate what you've taught me, and I'm still using it to this day. Um, that's fucking awesome, right? <laughs> that's yeah. the thing for me. That's the thing that I get gratification from is the other person does well. They succeed. They continue to do so. And light clubs tend to be, for me, a thing that helps me personally with my martial arts, Wing Chun Kung Fu, Jeet Kune Do, Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do concepts, right? Filipino martial arts, the Inasana Lacosta blend of Filipino martial arts, those things, that's my main thing. That's what I really, really dig on. That's my thing. That's what I put a lot of time and effort and energy into. And like, man, that's you know where my jam is. 
Do you know who Mark uh, Mark Wildman is? Say again. A guy named Mark Wildman. I do not. Maybe no, I don't know. He's um he's a trainer um out of California, I think, uh, or he was in California. Anyway, he's big into uh, a lot of that stuff, and we're uh, like the the Wing Chun and, and the martial arts, and he, he does a lot of he, uh, club work and a lot of kettlebells. I had him on the show, and uh, very, yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. He's like a he's a bit of a celebrity trainer, I think. Anyway, he's got a really cool background, like in circus, and like hangs out with like all these circus awesome. performers. Yeah, Dude, the, the really clubs cool. and the circus performing stuff. Like, so I'm trying to keep this on the clubs. Uh, I know I, I'm, I'm super like random and I sidetrack and I apologize. Man, uh, me and you are probably the, terrible. The like flashing, I do the same the, thing. Like my mind. Yeah, the nerve flashing and like joint centration. I don't. I don't necessarily. I try to avoid a lot of the terms in the the industry because some of them are copyrighted. Like you have groups that have taken terms like club bell and made it illegal to. They tried to make it illegal to say it. You know. Like it, there was a period of time where if you said club bell in this podcast, we get copyright stricken and you get like cease and desist letters. Oh, wow. And yeah. And you're like, dude, you learned from someone else. Yeah. <laughs> what? Jeez. Come on, man. Like, yeah. Dude, club bell. Like, give me a break. Come on. Come on. Yeah, that's Circular right. strength. Like I'd get in trouble for saying it. Yeah. It's so, crazy. Like finding finding uh you know brett jones and gray cook find proprioceptive zero that could be their copyrighted term but and i said this at the course attribution is the the like currency of respect steal anything you want i don't care take it all take everything <laughs> if it's useful take everything steal it steal uh, it run away go just tell people i stole it from nightlinger i'm like cool that's awesome man it's good, the best man. You gotta help I'm people. With knowledge, man. It's good stuff, useful stuff. Don't keep it in. No, I learned help. it from someone, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make this up. I mean, kind of, I did. I, I understand what you're saying now. But... Yeah, like, don't steal it from. Like, you learned it from somebody. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just tell people I learned it from that guy, and they then they might make the decision that after they're done learning from you, they might go learn from them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's right. Cause like, it's cool to learn, it's cool to learn something, but bibliographies, especially in the coaching world should be more important because that's where people show where their ideas came from. It's their notes. It's the, like, show me your work, you know, uh, it, it's the research paper that you had to put together. So you can demonstrate that you understand how to read a research paper how one is put together what what a p-value is and why it's important and why you need like you know just again standards standards and practices you need like a system in place to make it consistent otherwise it's kind of random and unless you're really really good at random then that's maybe not it may not be the best product to deliver to someone who's trying to get strong, lose fat, look a certain way, perform a certain way, right? Yeah, if Whatever you're, that if you're doing things randomly, is. you're probably not looking at the data and the data will, will do a lot. You want to base things <laughs> off the data. So I'm just thinking about ads right now because I run my own ads and I do a lot of Facebook yeah. ads. And, and do a like, little AB split, do you? <laughs> yeah, like you don't want to be uh, – 
just randomly putting ads out there and just be like, yeah, this one will be awesome. Right. Dude, like my, I used to do that. It didn't work out the greatest. 97% opening rate That's for this fantastic. email headline. 97% beer, bacon, and brownies. That's a solid one, man. Everyone opened that email. <laughs> Everyone's like, Poof. Fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, tr- Wait, I'm trying what? to. Yeah, I, I won't do clickbait. It wasn't clickbait. Were you actually talking about that stuff? Yeah. I was. Yeah. I gave them a workout that was centered around the beer, bacon, and brownie diet. Eat, eat, eat bacon, drink beer, eat brownies. Do those things. Just don't do them in crazy amounts, you know. And yeah. maybe throw a little exercise your way. Here's the exercises. They're pretty simple. Like, and if you want help doing these things let me know i might be able to help you out otherwise here's a video freak out good luck have fun don't break move towards better every day get strong stay strong and don't fucking quit right <laughs> it's awesome man i love i uh, love what you do uh you seem like uh just a a really awesome guy to know and uh bet you're one hell of a coach too I don't know that I, I well that's the thing. If I'm not, it doesn't matter, right? So hopefully I'm a good coach as well. And part of part of that is recognizing that sometimes, you know, you need to dial people down instead of crank them up. And the club tends to give a easy way to load people's structure in a way that is it's light. It puts a little bit of traction on the structure. So you gotta, you gotta use a little bit of muscle, but you're not like death gripping the thing, right? You're letting the nerves move through the structure, get the whole nerve flossing, nerve gliding, and nerve, I don't mo- think, nerve system I, mobilization. I don't really don't think that that works as well with heavy clubs. Plus, ah. plus with the heavy clubs, uh, I'll cut that one out. <laughs> or sure. No, no, leave it in. I'm cool. You're not perfect. Um, the, uh, the heavy clubs, like you can't get internally rotated into your, your wrist circles. Like I love my wrist circles. Like, They'd be pretty challenging, right? <laughs> yeah. Like if you're doing it like more than like, I'd say like, I don't know, like it, with the, the size of the club too. And de- depends on how big your arm is and all that. What would the benefit of it be? Of the heavy one? What would the benefit of that movement in that pot? Like what would the benefit of having that strength be? Uh, no, I don't think that there is, um, not wait, that, maybe there is, I don't know. I get stuck here every once in a while, but I'm a, I'm an athlete that like people will take my arm and try to like feed it to me. You know? No, actually <laughs> what, what I said was incorrect. You actually do. No, 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 you're right. But again, this is a contextual thing and this is a weird bit. You're making me go back and forth on myself now. <laughs> no, man. Cause you're, you're right. Maybe most people don't a have the the coordination strength or, or like mobility to pull off a, a wrist circle with a seven kilo club, like walking in cold to the gym and standing around drinking their coffee and then doing this might not be in their repertoire today. <laughs> what I'm talking about is <laughs> the light club and just doing the frontal play. Oh, sure. Getting, getting inside that swirl. That's a, that's a weird one, right? I can't do that in a ring grip with this. Oh, right. Maybe I can. I don't know. Let's see. I've never seen anyone try this. <laughs> That tool might be a little long. Yeah, but like I shit, it's too long. It's it, it, right. It's a long sucker that one. 
so well, that tool may be the wrong one. Let's try it with this. Oh, this is, yeah, cool. We can do it with this. This is one kilo because it's one liter. I think that's correct. I don't know. Here's a three pound club. I can do it with that. Um, some of the old like Sonnen style. What I'm going to do uh, here, James, I'm going to take these off right here so I can hear you through the speakers. Cool. Um, so I can do some movements so we can put this uh, yeah. onto the YouTube and, and uh, or whoever's watching. Uh, yeah, and I got about maybe 30 minutes left. Oh, man, that's ton tons of time. Yep, fantastic. So I'm going to unhook oh. the mic here and then uh, get you on the speakers. Like, I've seen it and I've done it with heavier clubs, but there's a point of, like, diminishing returns. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yeah, this isn't useful anymore unless I'm really specifically needing that movement. And I think there's a, a tendency to look at the people who need specific movements and go, man, they're amazing athletes. I want to be like them. And I totally understand that. At some point in every male, like the majority of male presenting humans are going to look at some super soldier or a superhero and be like, man, I wish I could be super strong, capable person, right? That could go deal with evildoers and dish out vengeance and justice and yada, yada. And that's great. That's like a, that's cool. It's kind of noble, I suppose, in certain contexts, <laughs> right? Like that, that could be a positive, but not everybody needs to work out like a Navy SEAL. Right. They have a job that requires them to do specific things. They need specific physical capabilities to do that. They have to have the capacity to do it for extended periods of time in these environments, under these conditions, blah, blah, blah. That's a lot of specificity. Most people need to follow some Michael Pollan advice and eat food, mostly plants, not too much. And then like do a little great cook, you know, move well, move often. And then uh, probably like, I don't know, do some Thich Nhat Hanh and like, you know, sit around and think about their fucking lives and their a little bit, in the universe little bit every once in a while. <laughs> a little bit of strong first and so get some strength in there too. Yeah, just like, you know, try to, try to like, just keep it even and then find the things that you love and do the things that make it easier for you to do those. Right. That might be go to some shitty job for eight hours and tuck your tail. Right. Okay. If that's what you got to do, I guess I've had to do it. Dude, I've had to swallow my pride when my boss fucking yelled at me instead of being like, dude, I'll be roofing by the end of the day. <laughs> you can't get new teeth. <laughs> like, I will 100% get a roofing job after I get out of jail. <laughs> you will not have new teeth when I get out. So consider your words carefully. You might cut that out. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a level in everyone's day. My wife and I were joking about this because there's a level that everyone has. And no one knows where that is for the person across from them. Okay, say that one more time. There's a level that everybody has that is completely a mystery to the person sitting across from you. Right. Yeah. You don't know what their level is. And right. Spencer, right? We were we were joking one day about zero to tomahawk. What your zero to tomahawk was. Because I had a tomahawk and I was like, man, this thing's awesome. Right? I got this toy. This is my birthday gift to myself when I was like uh, 38, 39, whatever. 
the tomahawk, right? It's just cool. Like, just, ah. And I'm like, oh, look at this thing. It's cool. And they're like, why would you even need that? And I'm like, ah, oh, you can carry it under your coat. Self-defense. Totally joking, right? And they're like, I don't know if that qualifies. <laughs> like, what situation would you bring that out? And somebody else is like, hey, man, your zero to tomahawk might be different. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's totally true. And now I completely understand what you're saying. And uh, is that like a, was that, how old is that tomahawk? I look like it was a, a... Oh, this is a, this is the Boker Tomahawk. It is designed by, I want to say Colin Despins of uh, Max Venom. Max Venom. Super cool tools. Really good tool maker. Like he makes good uh, purpose-built like knives and Good stuff. I've got a couple of bits from him that I really, really enjoy. Uh, but anyway, the point to that was like, there is a specificity that needs to be addressed, right? In some days, but not in everyone. Most people need generalized stuff. They don't need to deal with horrific violence. They don't need to deal with like climbing Everest. They're not CrossFit competitors, or maybe they are. They go to a CrossFit coach, right? What are you doing in my gym? Like, what are you doing in here? I teach people how to swing heavy things on sticks. And That's like, funny that you couldn't see that with your pants there, and it just looks like you pulled that right out of your pants. Ah! Just, just it was pretty it in cool. my pocket. Uh, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I gotta work on a background. I've actually got a gray backdrop that I'm supposed to put up. So, uh, the club's easy way to start adding a little bit of weight to the joints and like warm up. This is easy warm up, right? Uh, go back to high school and this goes to the military training idea, right? They all do the okay, do circles with your arms, they do circles with your hips, do circles with your knees, do circles with your ankles, do circles with your neck, right? Do circles with your wrists. Okay, run five miles. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, uh, this is gym class, I guess. Off we go. <laughs> Know like how to run. Say that again. Know how to run. That's super important. Gates, uh, Gates, a cru crucial thing. Yeah. No mechanics, right? No like, hey, if you got a bad bum knee, let me know so you don't blow it up even worse. Because there's no like, that's not what that's not what gym class is about in high school. <laughs> it's again a training model that isn't centered on the individual, right? So for the coach, yes, you need to master it. For the client, no, you can do whatever you want. You don't even have to do what I tell you. Right. <laughs> I'm more than willing to watch you do stuff that I don't care about. So going, I'm gonna dive right into these movements here. So you teach us movements into, uh, in the course and there's five movements in particular rising up so this is rising. basically two movements right right yes going up yeah. and going down 100 percent. and then you you can just rise up uh asynchronously fall down asynchronous uh rising synchronous falling synchronous and then one rising and one falling um those are most I, I had uh, no problems with uh, getting the rising up and falling down. Those are okay. Synchronous, uh, both of those rising and falling, but weren't really an issue. So I'll just kind of go for the visuals here. Uh, this is uh, rising up uh, asynchronous. 
Uh, this is falling down asynchronous. Well, it'd be, it, you'd have to have the two, because the asynchronous is the timing, right? So you'd have to have the two clubs. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Asymmetrical off center, asynchronous off timing, right? Uh, plug my heater back in. Oh, no. There we go. The, sorry, this was, yeah, I was using the term. Oh, you're good, man. So movement one, right, rising. Movement two, falling. Parallels, three. And then you've got your alternates, right, uh, rising and falling. And then the asynchronous parallels, where they're both moving in the same direction, but because the timing is off, they're hitting the marks at different points, right? Instead of being parallel together and hitting all the marks kind of. But now my right arm, this one, is falling while my left arm is rising. That's the patterns, right? So there's really two patterns, and then you break down wrist circles, and I think of it as levels, high, middle, low, front, behind, inside, outside, all that stuff's covered in the course, right? Yep. The, the, that's for the coaches. Then you're supposed to go home and figure out how that works for your client. Like, how does this work for my client who's a pitching athlete? That's pretty easy. He's gonna probably do a lot of movement number two, falling because hey he pitches but he's probably also going to do a lot of movement number one to get the opposite movement in right so you're doing contra specific and then you're going to do some specific training probably grip and uh you were talking about joint centration so you could do like the uh what's the uh reconditioning guy or conditioning functional range conditioning yeah, yeah. Uh, right that stuff uh <laughs> There's an old warm-up that I think Paul Check used to talk about where you would grab a lightweight and go through, like, go overhead, go down below, go through a hang, right? And it kind of warmed up under a light load. Well, that's what all these movements uh, are kind of taking you through. So you're moving your whole shoulder through uh, its capable movements and therefore providing a better balance hopefully within your body after some time of doing these movements properly. Now, when you're doing these with uh, one arm or uh, just sing single arm uh, and you play around with your spine position, you can really work on uh, kind of uh, evening out the transitions in your spine. So what I mean is if uh, you're going into a kneeling position and you're using your right side, uh, right arm, now this is kind of getting geeking out into it and trying to work on, spine position but uh if you're kneeling in a double kneeling position like you can shift your center of mass over your right leg uh, or your left leg and and do exactly what you're doing you're doing all sorts of shifts and lateral bends uh while you're doing the mobility on that shoulder so it's just very 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 beneficial for spinal alignment uh and for using uh like obviously we're uh dominant with one hand so using that other hand and getting it uh kind of caught up and, and getting the spine to shift in the ways that it's, it's not used to, or it's not uh, been programmed to, uh, depends on what you're doing on a daily basis. Like if your job is forcing you to use your left hand, like obviously, or, or go into a certain position, it's all repetitive that's a, motions. That's a super important point. So the, the specificity of your task kind of defines the specificity of your training, right? If you're trying to do rehab, you're going to do rehab drills until you rehab. And then you do like re-education 
because rehab is different than re-education, right? Because you've learned how to do the thing that was uncomfortable, and then you've learned how to do the thing in a way that made it comfortable again. Now you have to learn how to do it in a way that is consistent with the actual event, whether that's daily life or the sport. And then you have to condition it. <laughs> so I have to relearn the skill, and then I have to, I have to condition the skill so I can perform at a high level again. Right. Uh, and again, clubs, super cool way. It's a fun to me. I enjoy it. And if it's fun for you, cool. But it's like doing what you're just doing there. This might be part of a rehabilitation program, not one that I would prescribe. So I am not a doctor and I don't play one on TV or the Internet or the radio or like in person or anything. Well, I don't know. Maybe in person. I haven't played doctor in a long time. Anyway, uh, that's not true. <laughs> married life. Married life is good. Uh, you can leave that in too. So, like, it's specific to the task at hand. And if the task is rehab, I got to do rehab drills. It may fit in a rehab setting. Uh, there's one of our cadre members that is out on the East Coast in Connecticut. I cannot remember his shop name right now and it's really upsetting me uh man anyway super cool dude physio cairo out there putting them to use every day right and like sends me messages every once in a while dude these are really cool other people that have gone through our courses i think the one that uh no that was a minnesota course there were there's like jose was in the course with you yep. uh there were a couple other clinicians in there like they seem to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> they seem to find it useful, right? The extremely the lightweight. Useful. Well, the, and the lightweight clubs, it, it, it's it's low. It's aerobics. It's bodybuilding. It's whatever principle you want to call it. But it's a way to move your body that takes the joint through its full range of motion under various speeds, angles, and loads in a way that is safe and hopefully like useful to the person putting it to use. But that's, again, a coach's thing or like the person selling it. And how you sell it is kind of up to you. Hopefully it's ethical. Uh, but when you get into the heavier stuff, right, uh, we'll go level two. When you're getting into the heavier stuff, the mechanics change a little bit. Maybe, I, maybe I'm not pulling off the same wrist circle, right? Uh, maybe you got to get your body out of the way a little bit differently. Yeah, well, like the, the Wave Chi Club, this thing I can flip around with my index finger and like, sit back here and do kind of cool stuff with and uh maybe i can even pull it off on camera again <sighs> maybe no Let's see if i can get it going in the other way do you remember this pattern i do i can i be talking I, about I how I, shitty i was at it um i can it was like the pattern that i've been working on for x number of years i remember you I going in this direction I remember but going I through it. I think I actually have a video of you doing it. So I'll try and check out my archives. Yeah, it's, it's this one right here where they're both falling in the middle. Because what was happening was I'd get the timing off and they'd both like sync up. But I can actually, now I can get it going. And I can get it going on both sides. That's I had to huge. practice that a lot. That was a very specific movement. But it was also specific to some other things that I like. I like jujitsu. I like people trying to rip my arms off and like feed them to me. 
Um, I like martial arts. A lot of my martial arts involve joint locks, wrist locks, uh, disarms with knives and sticks, uh, putting the body in generally uncomfortable positions and like asking people if they'd like to continue, right? Uh, <laughs> like, hey, how are we doing? Just check it in. Do you want to tap? No, good. Okay. That's hilarious, uh, man. Right? Tap, snap, or nap. So, like, when you get into heavier stuff, it becomes a little more important to have those lighter tools down because if I can use the light tool, it doesn't hurt when I hit myself with, or at least it doesn't hurt as much, right? Uh, right. You know, uh, hitting the inside of my knee with a seven kilo chunk of wood versus an empty Perrier bottle on a plastic handle, follow bottles, right? Uh, this one actually has water in it, but like this as a tool for teaching and learning, awesome. Absolutely. That's this is a tool for teaching and learning awesome too. Yeah, that I I would have initially thought that that would one would be really hard to learn on that seven kilogram. Uh, why do you say that one's uh, excellent to learn on? I can learn stuff about like how to manage weight and how to not be a super like grip monster, but also find balance points and make things look easy, right? Um, and this goes back to the coaching point again. Like if I can't. I can't make it look easy for a client they're not going to believe that it's something they can achieve right so they got to see me look at like do it effortlessly i remember watching uh watching you go through <clears throat> some of the movements and uh having i was having some serious issues uh the one um sort of the asynchronous that's when one's rising and one's falling right yeah they're both going in the same it's parallels but the timing's off right yeah. So let's say they're both going for the demonstration purposes, right? Right now, I am moving clockwise to my perspective. Yes. Right? Yep. So if both clubs are moving clockwise to my perspective, that's parallel. This is synchronous, right? The timing's correct. Or the timing is, is on. But if I separate, yeah, have that <laughs> removed. Hit my rings. If I separate them, and they're still both moving clockwise, but because one is hitting six o'clock and one is hitting 12 o'clock at the same time, they're not parallel anymore. They're asynchronous, like the timing cross. That's how I describe it. There's probably a better term for it, but I haven't heard it, so. No, no, that makes sense. I was just using it incorrectly. Uh, so I dude, and it doesn't matter, does it? Does it really matter? I mean, it's a test point, it does. For, no, what I, I was using, thing? no, yes, it matters for the rising up. I, when I was saying asynchronous, what I actually meant was a uh, single arm. Um, uh, uh, yeah, sure, so, sure, sure. yeah, so rising up, single arm, falling down, single arm, uh, and then uh, all you can do them rising or falling, you can do them together, and then you can do the uh, parallels, either rising or falling, and then the uh, asynchronous, um, which is rising or falling, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, fantastic. I'm going to uh, record uh, the videos of those movements uh, and put them up uh, for people to see. Um, and those are fantastic exercises. Now, why did you pick those exercises? Uh, so why rising up? Why falling down? Why, why all of those There's exercises? A, I mean, it's basically the only movements you can make. So like, <laughs> you can flex or extend, right? And you can flex or extend. So 
you can adduct or abduct, right? You can circumduct, you can do whatever. There's only a certain number of movements you can make with the arm. And for going, again, the, the light versus heavy, uh, there's only a certain amount of weight that you can put the structure under in those positions with those patterns, right? So I can perform full like pattern number one swing with a seven kilo club. I can do it with two, key, two clubs, but it gets a little weird coming out of the back because the length of the club has changed, right? Right. So when you see people swing two clubs of a larger size, you're gonna see some differences. I'll try not to hit the, uh, the overhead here. You're gonna see some differences in what their, their arms look like up near the top, right? When I'm, when I'm up here, this, and this gets into this whole stylistic thing of, you know, do you touch the clubs with your body or do you not, right? Because some disciplines, they don't touch their body with the clubs. Some disciplines, they weight the clubs, or they kind of rest the clubs a little bit. Yes. And they really maintain a lot of contact, right? Uh, when now you're doing we, the nail jewelry, that's probably not a thing. So when, <laughs> uh, oh, the nail jewelry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I've seen yeah. a few videos of that. You don't want to be rubbing that up against you. Probably not, right? <laughs> mildly uncomfortable. Yeah. So it, but you're going to have to have some structural components available. Like if you can't, if you don't have the grip to hold the implement out at 90 degrees to your body with a 90 degree grip, maybe you shouldn't be swinging this one that heavy. Right. right? <laughs> I'm just saying it might not work out. It Maybe you can do it, but it's not a learning experience. <laughs> I mean, you're learning. It's a learning experience. <laughs> Life's a learning experience. Um, the uh, It all depends on people's goals. That's what everything always comes down to. Um, for your goals and what you're doing, like what does your training look like, uh, like in terms of like mixed with heavy and light work with the club? Right now, uh, a lot of what I'm doing has been organized around finalizing the level two material for Flexible Steel International Club Swing especially. That's exciting. That makes me excited. Well, so that's, and that's maces and heavy clubs, right? That's what I'm looking at. Um, that's, that's awesome. And like, I'm trying to figure out a couple of details, like how to get maces in people's hands. Cause I don't want to be the provider for them of homemade maces. That right. seems like some liability. I don't necessarily want to take on. I would prefer them to be manufactured in some way by somebody else that has some quality controls in place that allow them to like, make sure that, it's not going to do what my bamboo ones have done, which is split all the way up the side of the middle from bottom to top and create like a little channel of what could potentially be a razor, essentially, depending mm -hmm. on how your hand hits it. Because <laughs> bamboo is awesome, <laughs> right? So there's some minor stuff there. But like the other stuff is like, how do we get a bunch of people in a room that can swing these things and get them all in one place? And is it going to be virtual? Anyway. The, the other bits are things like that. How do we tell people like, it's okay for you to swing this heavy club? My personal for the, the clubs, 90 degrees at the, at the shoulder. Got to be able to do that. If you can't do that, maybe you shouldn't swing it. It's cool. That's a, that's a good rule, uh, rule of thumb there for uh, 
Uh, now I'm, I get into some heavy shit and I, I don't think I would ever be able to like hold like a 70 pound club out, but yeah, maybe I should work up to that. Hey, maybe, maybe the iron cross people had a thing, right? Um, yeah, that's some you know serious. I mean? you, know, you know what I mean? The, the guys who do it with the kettlebells, right? You know what? Yeah, no, that's actually interesting. And I had never actually thought about actually doing a lateral raise with a hold, uh, with clubs. That's a fantastic exercise. And yeah. would this, would this movement, is this specific or uh, contra specific? Contra specific. <laughs> um, I would say that's uh, that's a general movement. It's just flapping your arms, right? But if I'm a yeah. gymnast and I'm doing the iron cross, I'm coming from rings and I'm getting it a hollow and I'm pushing up and holding, and then maybe I'm dipping back into the, you know, going into the whatever. I don't know what all their movements are called. But, mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm doing the Maltese where they're they're flat out and they're on that, right? contra specific pull up instead of push down right mm -hmm. so i've got specific contra specific and i've got like novel and these ideas come from uh the the what the hell were they called the movement basically uh i think that's how it was <laughs> the movement there was some like it was an offshoot of uh some of the z health community people had busted off and one of them had a really good training model that I adopted and I liked it. I was like, that makes sense. I totally agree with that. Stolen. Frankie, yep. thank you. Frankie Ferris. Uh, <laughs> like super, super easy. What's the thing you want to do? Can you do it? Cool. Do that. Yeah. Oh, you can't do it. All right, cool. What are the parts of the thing that you want to do that you can do? You can do those parts. Cool. Do those until you can do the whole thing. Right. Yep. You can't do those parts, all right? Can we break them down smaller? Is there a small piece of that that you can do? Like, is there any part of it that you can complete? Cool. No? What's the opposite of that thing? Like, we're going to constand to this. <laughs> Man, I like the way you attack things. Like, it's uh, you're going to get the job done. <laughs> you're going to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, right? I was, I was, like, listening to him talk about this model, and I was like, fucking this makes total sense. Can you yeah. do the thing? How's my cueing? Like, remember what I talked about in cueing? How do I cue? What I want you to do is squat for me. And you're like, not you personally, but I'm like, all right, cool. That's not a squat. Cool. So I requested it. Now I'm going to demonstrate it. This is what I would like to see. And you're like, cool. I'm like, no, but close. <laughs> Interesting dilemma, right? Now I have to solve this puzzle. How do I get this person to squat? So now I cue it, right? Request it, demonstrate it, cue it. Like what I'd like you to do is push your butt back and down while you push your knees forward and try to get your heels as close to your butt as you can by kind of like sitting down. Like you're going to poop in the woods, right? Take a poop in the woods. That's really and good. And then if they do that, then I don't have to do anything else. We're done. Keep doing that for like, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I'm going to be old school martial artist. Do that until I come back. <laughs> just like walk away be rude. Uh, so i'm uh, super excited i gotta say i'm super excited about the uh the level two um i know I a guy too, that man we're gonna we're gonna put in a little more i'm sorry cut you off go ahead yeah no worries i'm excited about it uh you'll have to uh we'll have to chat later on about uh maces because i know a guy that uh, has a whole bunch of maces um but uh I actually yeah do, yeah uh, we're gonna have to chat about like how to get those all in a room with someone it's actually interesting. I'm coming out with uh, a redesign of uh, some of my maces and steel clubs and, and coming out with some really neat adjustable ones as well. 
Um, Ooh, so fun. it is fun. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, the steel club, um, is going to be, sorry, it's going to be, a, it'll be a club or a mace, uh, depending on, uh, where you screw it together. Uh, anyway, it's going to be super hey, neat. I'll, I'll have to, uh, shoot the, uh, the design over before I, uh, get it into production just to see what your thoughts are. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to make it super portable and, uh, you can use it for a mace or a club and, uh, it'll be, a come in a nice like carrying bag and a ruck pack. You can carrying bag slash ruck pack. Now it's going to be probably harder than I thought that th harder than I think to kind of design that. So it all stays properly in place, uh, while you're carrying it, but it's my mission to, uh, to get all that in a nice, neat, awesome package that you can carry and, uh, carry with you if you want to treat it like a ruck pack anyway you might uh you might talk to philippe till about stuff yeah uh, okay yeah, yeah philippe till he's in my friends list on facebook super super sharp cat and he'll have some interesting and valuable insight on that specific subject matter <laughs> i appreciate that and i'm definitely going to be reaching out to him so i appreciate that very much james um i i'm excited to uh to help spread the knowledge of these circular strength training tools. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic. They've changed my, uh, my way that I think about training, the way I move. Um, and it, I'm just, I, you can't see it. Like if you go on my Instagram, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to jump on you, but like we've been kind of bouncing all over the place and I really want to isolate this just for a second. The clubs are a way to warm up, stay warm, like active rest, or to do light stuff until you can do heavy stuff, right? Um, you've asked a couple of times about what I'm doing. I'm looking at the board right now that I'm about to run my, my next class through in 15 minutes. Yep. Um, it's like hip bridges, knee drops, salamander, quad rock, half kneeling triangle, inchworm, Donald assisting leg opener, right? They're gonna stand and do that. And then like a triangle with the dowel and then skin the cat and then VORC, I do some movement balance stuff. And then we go right into uh, their main workouts, which are like some kind of corrective movements because these are people in their 80s. I don't think any one of them is under 80 years old. Uh, so we're looking at hip mobility, knee mobility. A couple of them have knee replacements, hip replacements, uh, like two total knees, one hip. Uh, and, it, you know, this is, this is a random group of people selected from the U.S. that are just like... These are the typical humans, right? And then they get into clubs. They do 10 minutes of clubs every time that they're with me. Sometimes the club work is organized around strength work. And sometimes it's organized more around, like, like I said, active rest, active mobility, or like loaded mobility. You know, people want to do mobility exercises. Well, eventually you got to load that up and put some load on the mobility so you can like, can you, man, that's, okay, there I got it. Now I got the wrist doing the right thing. Instead of moving the club, I'm trying to move my wrist. Right. I like <laughs> that. I like that a lot. And I, I, I uh, really, the, with the clubs, like they're, they're really for anybody. Uh, would you say like, what, have you come across somebody that shouldn't use a club? Um, I mean, not really. It, it's, as long as it's not dangerous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you gotta I be really safe. like the poly bottles, man. I love them because I can give somebody an empty bottle. Yeah. With this super light thing that it's hard to hurt yourself with, man. You gotta, you gotta put effort in, right? <laughs> you gotta be dedicated, right? Right. Right. <laughs> or just like, 
as dumb as the day is long. And then maybe we shouldn't work together. <laughs> you may right. need somebody else. <laughs> I'll be the trainer for you. Well, the clubs, I, I, if uh, people that are listening, if you haven't used clubs before, uh, you uh, don't have to master all these movements before you, you have don't. fun. No, no. If but- you learn a couple of basics, if you learn a couple of basic things, you can then do what I did. <laughs> yeah. Learn how to do all the other crap with a couple of basic things. For sure. I, uh, sorry, go ahead, James. No, it just, it really is three circles, nine planes done. <laughs> and it's so simple, but so effective because all those three circles and nine planes, uh, covers every single way that your shoulder can move. Yeah. Um, and that's super important. Uh, quickly, why is shoulder health so important? I don't know, man. I live in a world that like requires me to use my arms. So like if I want to reach above my head or, you know, um, if I want to sleep, right? But seriously, like, no, it's for real though. It's, uh, it's, it's just funny the way you, uh, the way you, your, uh, demeanor is funny sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, it's good. I'm stuff. a shit poster, man. I'm going to, I'm a, I'm an old school shit poster. Right. But, I've learned to try to keep it good natured and not be a complete, just like teenage troll about it. Um, no, I man, was a it's, teenager. It's yeah. We, I grew up in Southern California, man. I know how to rock and roll. I'm sure you do. <laughs> sure you do. Um, I can be a terrible human with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, if you want your uh, body to, well, shoulder health is super important. It's uh, yeah, you, you need it for rotation point. properly. Like if you want to rotate and you want your body to move well, like you're, you hold your uh, you're yeah, you're right. Yeah. Too. And just like locomotion, <laughs> you know, like walking, like your right arm is connected to your left leg through connective tissue and all right. that good stuff. So it's super important stuff to have functional shoulders and any clubs and clubs in general will help do that. The, I would say, to maintain the highest level of function that you're capable of with whatever you've got. Your shoulder structure has changed mechanically, right? Like, oh, it's yeah, I have changed. It's not shaped the way it's supposed to be anymore. No, my AC joint is, is got yeah, a bump it's, it's over here. And everybody else's, right? Yeah. You can like, look I at got my hand in, a, in, in the x ray, and you can see. My hand is not shaped the way yeah, other like, people's hands that are anymore. Look normal, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ooh, something's off there. That's a weird angle. So, like, <laughs> I have to adopt some things, but for the most part, I can perform at a pretty high level as far as mobility goes. I may not be the strongest guy, but I'm pretty strong for the things that I like to do. It gets me through my day, and I've got a little extra at the end, and like. Even now, I'm working through it. My spine spasmed uh, during a workout with a client the other day. My spine went into spasm. And then for the last three days, it's just been NSAIDs, massage, heat pad, like light mobility, do all the stuff, right? You know the routine of my life's like, you should go see someone. I'm like, what am I going to do? Go talk to a chiropractor and they're going to put an EMS pad on me after they x-ray me. And they're going to give me massage and they're going to give me <laughs> a hot pack. Yeah. Send me home uh, with some you, you pretty much got your bases covered. Yeah, but, right. 
But that's because you know yourself and obviously... 20 years, I've been dealing with this damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. So you got a lot of, uh, of knowledge behind it. And that's where I come into play too, like with my, like, uh, assessing my also, injuries. Me, personally, me, mine, my problem. Right. If I break it, it's, you know, me. hey, dude, you go into your house. You go into your kitchen. You pull out flour, water salt you put them together you put it in the oven bread comes out or it doesn't <laughs> right we're all using the same ingredients though <laughs> it moves a certain way that's it and it only does that for a certain period of time and structural changes and time will make that different now they can be like really fast structural changes or they could be slow and gradual that take you know a few years to build up right and like i was working on some good structural changes in hong kong man i gained legit 30 pounds while i was over there well, i did i gained as hell me and you both man like i i uh i'm a small short short guy right and i was up to almost, <laughs> 200, almost 200 pounds man so anyway i'm down Dude. I'm down to 180 now, uh, so I'm feeling. Oh my like goodness! Wait, yeah. and and my whole life I've been pretty lean, you know. But it was just it was a weird combination of like, like I said, year of rehab for my knee, and like maybe not the best headspace, get a pandemic, and watching what was going on at home. I was watching all of that from overseas. Yeah. And like I had friends, people that I respected and cared for, ask me, "Well, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching it burn from across the ocean." <laughs> <laughs> incommunicado <laughs> well i uh you are looking a little bit leaner no <laughs> i've 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 cut down to about 70 i think i'm at 76 kilos now instead of 83 uh which was the high point yeah, of my career you did oh, I, I hit my high point too man so we both hit some high points there yeah man uh, personal best right i'm yeah. dude i rocked that yeah, um, you got a really good attitude about it I have the successful plan for gaining 30 pounds in like six months. My plan was, would be a little bit different than yours. I'm pretty yours. You're pretty sure yours has delicious food. Delicious food. Did you have some good food? What's that? Did you have good food? Fuck yeah. I had to go. Are you kidding? It was in Hong Kong, man. You can get Michigan star dumplings to your door in like five minutes. Man, I just did it the wrong way. I was just drinking way too much beer under stress and like just well, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, so and then just, Doritos and Carlsberg. Yeah, I was just drinking way too much and just eating like restaurant like uh fast food. Like it was just like I didn't even give a shit about my body. It was just like it was horrible. It was just it just for someone that owns a fitness company and is supposed to yeah, walk right. to walk, okay, so walk to walk and all that, I was shit. No, 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 no. I just want to point this out. Like human, human beings respond to stress in specific ways. And that's a factor, okay? So, like, wherever you're at with it, it's cool, man. You're doing fine. Thanks, <laughs> you're still above ground and breathing, and you've got a day to make choices, try to make better ones. <laughs> hey, man, I'm making some much better choices now. I am making much better choices. I'm feeling like, much better, you know, too. I don't have to be great. Just pick one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's good. 
<laughs> love your attitude. It's been a great chat with you, uh, James. I think uh, I'm sorry, at... it was so random, man. I feel like hey. we sidetracked too many times and I blew it up. Uh, uh dude, uh, I think like our mindsets, uh, in terms of that way are, are very similar. Cause I go, uh, I'm very easily sidetracked and, um, I got to do my job a little bit better and stay on focus. And I, whenever someone goes off on a tangent, I'm like right beside them with them on that. Just like, <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, no, I've got to stay focused. This is my job. I'm the, I'm the whole right. podcast host. Point like, of order. Don't get drunk with Colin in a new city. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're getting lost. <laughs> we probably hang out sometime soon. <laughs> Just like flipping coins in alleys. Yeah, we should go right. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, it would be good to have a beer sometime, buddy. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, it, dude, uh, if you look on the uh, Flexible Steel events page, uh, we've got some stuff coming up in July. Uh, I know that's a uh, date that we just nailed down at uh, – Iron Monkey, Iron Monkey Strength. Where is that? Out in New York, New York City. Uh, where are we going here? Wait, oh wait, what's that one for? Do 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 do. Ooh, and, man, look at that! October one and two, Montreal, Canada. That's what level up? one and two. Uh, level one, level one for this. We haven't seen any level twos yet. We All right, you got maces. We can do it at your shop, man. Hey man, I if uh, I actually just secured a uh, uh, a nice property, um, and yeah, that would that would be pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, the the level two. Let me know if I can help you with anything with that. Uh, yeah, man, I'll 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 shoot you the link. Um, and definitely, uh, I would love to have a refresher, uh, even on the level one. So uh, I'll uh, I'll look into that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here it is. Iron Monkey Strength uh, in uh, Franklin Square. Yeah, Jason shot man. I don't. I don't know if you. Uh, ah, you weren't. He was at the New York one. Uh, but, I really have to work on being able to travel. First, there's a travel thing because I don't have my jab, um, and then second thing. Go get the jab. Uh, <laughs> go get the jab. I should. I should just get the jab. Yeah, you should, man. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> just get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I should just get it out of the way. It's and then not- you don't have to like spend your life in pants shitting anxiety wondering if the wrong person's gonna cough on you. Yeah. <laughs> the uh and but there's another uh limiting factor with my travel. I uh with my uh colorful uh history I have a bit of a record. So I need yeah, to no, uh, I can dig it. I uh I am working on right now. It's been a long time since I've been in any trouble, so uh none of the things were too too heinous, so I should be able to uh get get things sorted out sooner or later uh with the I'm travel. Sure I'm still allowed in Canada, so I can come up and visit. Yeah, man, uh, that would be fantastic. I'd love for you to come down and uh, for us to get something going down here. Uh, but I Did definitely you want Alberta, uh, Ontario, Ontario, okay, cool, cool, right cool. near uh, Granville's place, uh, where you were actually uh, yeah, yeah. for the flexible steel, the uh, the Indian clubs course. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it would be uh, worthwhile. More uh, people need to know about these tools and and get educated on them, or at least trainers need to get educated on them so they can go and help people uh, use these tools. Uh, I am super, super stoked that it's becoming more popular. There was a post in one of the groups that there's like now 2,000 members in one of the online groups on Facebook. And, you know, between people like yourself and and the other cadre members, uh, you know, you got Wuchai over in Korea. You've got Nicole and Benson over in Taiwan. You got P 
Peter and Angelica and Spider over in Poland. Like you got people in France, there's people all over the world that are blowing this up just with the flexible steel stuff. And then you've also got like uh, Paul uh, Wolkowinski's group, right? Uh, yep. You've got just, it's even on it finally latched onto the clubs and maces, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you've got Mr. Mace Man, Rick Brown. Holy shit, is that guy fucking cool and knows what he's doing, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Also, super rad, dude. You should have him on your podcast. Look up Rick Brown. R I K. Rick Brown. I actually, he's uh, he's my uh, fourth. He's already on. He's my third. Awesome, guy. awesome. He's yeah. such a great guy, right? He's amazing. Um, he, he get is. Kelly Manzone on. Get get her on. She's super cool. She uh, is. She's on my uh, hit John list. John sure. dude. John Arden, super sharp did. guy, right? Yeah, last night. Uh, last night I had a podcast. Blow him up. Uh, get uh, God, what the hell's his name? Marcus Weegis, if you can find him, the guy who wrote Hanuman Power. Uh, Interesting. I'll have to look. Super into that. cool, right? Like getting into the the nuts and bolts of actual South Asian training. Like yeah. he is really talking about like this is what happens in a traditional training facility in india right what's what's your name <laughs> marcus weegis uh o-u-i-j-a-s uh oh yeah man. Okay. yeah uh oh, okay. sing right Did, so yes. like I said, yeah, 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 the yeah. internet and the availability of information be able to people being able to communicate with each other um it's blown up uh obviously the dragon door thing really kind of blew it up first back in the day you know ed thomas had this little video Dragon Door really blew it up. Lots of people, Gray and Brett, really pushed it out with their material and through the FMS and through that community, but it was a small community. And then it became bigger. Uh, people like myself went out and kind of pushed it around. And, and you got Ron Jones, Kevin Rail. Like there's just names that everybody knows in the community. Um, and if you get on those online groups, you see Izzy Baresh and you see, you know, Andreas Fogelsang and like, cool people doing cool stuff and you go, Hey, how do you do it? And we all are almost the same. We're like, you do it this way. This is how I learned. <laughs> you know, I, I, dude, I don't know how many people have contacted me on Facebook and I'm like, here's a link to a video that I watched. Um, yeah. Here's my videos too, I guess. Like yeah, I learned yeah. it from someone. Here's the person I learned it from. Yeah. <laughs> here's how I did what I did with that information. And if you'd like more, I'm willing to take money from you to learn, but like, also, it's free, so you know, rock on, man. Have fun. Yeah, well, the course was uh, 100% worth uh, every penny I paid for it, and I, I could uh, have gotten the information uh, freely from from uh, looking at it, but I was so busy at that time, and it was just worth it for me to come and, Dude, and learn it from you. Personally, as a coach, I think it's the best best course you can take. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, it's a really good course. It is a really good course. It's a fantastic course. We've got a process for keeping people safe, individually or in groups, small or large. And we've got basic movements and then how to build flows out of that in three postures with five movements using three circles and nine planes. It was absolutely game-changing course for me. And it changed the way that I think about movement and uh, just the way that I think about training. Uh, just Dude, I appreciate that. I, I'm glad it was useful. I, it was very, very useful. Um, and I'll definitely, uh, I think that... Uh, I, maybe another time I could do a more uh, focused podcast, but this was a good kind of like sporadic all over the place. 
Um, but uh, maybe another time we could uh, get part two out of here. Uh, we can do we can do more later. I got I got to get it with a client now. Yeah, man, school. no worries, brother. Right, but um, we'll have let me know time. whenever, man. I'll try to make it available. Dude, That's you're awesome. awesome. I want your Where company you? to do well. I want you to do well. I want to like see your your Great Lakes gear blow up. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. Uh, but uh, I'll def. I appreciate those kind words, and I appreciate you uh, with your time. I know you got to get going, so I'll let you go. But I'm gonna. Yeah, man. Uh, chat with you i'll send you some messages and uh some designs as well because i want to bounce that off your uh, smart brain i will do whatever i can to help you out man thank you very much james thank i really you appreciate you take care brother be well have a great one talk to you soon Cheers. bye